everybody ready? Let's get rolling. This is The Big Show on 97.5, 1280 The Zone in the Zone Sports Network. The Big Show, Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, live from Wasatch Front, Kia, Kia, Kia. It's the Kia store on Riverdale Road right up here in Ogden. Just jump off that Riverdale exit and head uh, east. You'll run right into a 770 West Riverdale Road. Excellent deals on beautiful cars and uh, great service and staff up here, Gordon. We've known them for years. Uh, So come on up and see us. We still have some jazz gear for you as well. We're going to talk to Frank Dolce coming up here momentarily. I don't like most of the way that this whole incriminating audio thing is going, Gordon. However, I do like this one from Miguel, who says, uh, Jake's audio should be, uh, we all know that Gordon's pet name at home is Bowler. I mean, that's I, a great suggestion. But, but that's not incriminating for you. It's incriminating for me. But it, it's funny and would be good for the show. <laughs> so the, the ones that are, are embarrassing to you are not funny and not good for the show. Correct. I don't know. I heard a couple that were pretty good. Yeah, we've had some. Uh, we've had them come in on Twitter. We've had them come in on the open mic. Keep that coming. We got Remember, Bob Seger tickets yeah, on the line. This is for Bob Seger tickets. So really, give it some thought and make it good, and then let us know. And we'll send you to the concert. It's worth your while. Uh, we're going to talk to Frank coming up here uh, momentarily. I wonder if Frank would have liked to play in Mike Leach's offense. Oh, I think he would have. I don't know very many quarterbacks that wouldn't have. Uh, let's get out to the Sprint special guest line. Lease any handset and get an iPad for ninety nine ninety nine. Visit the Sprint store nearest you. Joining us now, he is our Ute insider and, of course, former Ute quarterback. He's Frank Dolce on 97.5 and 12. Zone. What's up, Frank? Hey, guys. Good afternoon. Great to speak with you again. Frank, do you have any ideas of what uh, Jake should be forced to record in an incriminating and embarrassing manner since he lost the bet to me yesterday do you have any what what could jake say that would really be embarrassing really be embarrassing for uh-huh. jake uh-huh. uh i don't know is it is he embarrassed by saying in things that are incorrect <laughs> yes that, yeah. that's kind of the whole point <laughs> yeah well that should be embarrassing that's embarrassing enough See, I thought you'd you come do to the table with something like uh, something me saying something about soccer and my passion for it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Why don't you do that? Why don't you? Because that would just come across as fake. I mean, that we know that that's not true. That you don't. Well, that's, you don't that's enjoy kind of, the sport. That's kind of the idea. In fact, Austin, if you can, you can dial up the bowler uh, one. Oh, let's no, no, let's no, play no, no, a, an example Wait. of Gordon's for Frank. Lisa's okay. pet name for me is. Bowler. See now how genuine and awesome that comes through? That's what we're aiming for. That's a good story. I don't think I can top that. Uh, Frank, <laughs> uh, somehow I'm paying for winning this bet, and I, I, don't, I don't know why. Uh, Jake well, asked, the, Go ahead. Well, I was going to say that's the genius of Jake, is that you're going to pay for winning. You're going to pay when you lose, and you're going to pay when you win. Yeah, well, I always win, so I'm paying. So yep. anyway, uh, Jake asked a very interesting question about you right before we came back. He said, I wonder if Frank would have enjoyed playing quarterback for Mike Leach. And I said, of course he would. Every quarterback would. Uh, am I right? 
Oh, yeah, I think so. I mean, that guy seems to have it completely dialed in for the quarterback position. And his ability not only to find quarterbacks, but clearly to train a quarterback in a short period of time to perform at the highest level and and to perform at record-setting levels is uncanny. And and no one, it, you can't replicate it. No one else has been able to do it. If there, you know, if there's anybody else that you would label as a quarterback guru, he would have to fall in line behind Mike Leach. He he just has the rare ability to create these highly proficient and productive guys, and he seems to do it on the shortest amount of t- in the shortest amount of time. I mean, he keeps getting these transfer guys or guys that haven't been with the program for a while or whatever it is, and in a single season, set the world on fire. I don't know if you guys have heard the story about Gardner Minshew and his recruitment um, a couple of years ago to Washington State, but it's hilarious, and it's it's totally Mike Leach. Gardner was going to transfer to Alabama, and he was <laughs> mm-hmm. going to be the third-string quarterback at, at Alabama, and Mike Leach called him up, and he said, uh, well, what would you rather do, play third string for Alabama or lead the country in passing? <laughs> And the rest is history. That's exactly what he did. I mean, Mike Leach, is, he's, he's something unique. There's no question about it. And, and I like his demeanor. I like his temperament. I, he fits at Washington State. He's a really good fit at Washington State. I'd love to see him at a place like USC, or, or, or even UCLA. I think maybe he could get away with it at UCLA. But, but they're like, I don't see, he, he wouldn't match at, at USC. The, the personality doesn't seem to match. Or at an Ohio State, he doesn't, it doesn't seem like he fits. Or Alabama, some of the blue bloods in college football, it's like, that's not a good matchup for him. But, but Texas Tech, yeah, I guess he ran his course there, but yeah, and, and, and Washington State, yeah. I mean, there's been a lot of talk about Tennessee. I don't know if he's a match at Tennessee. So, anyway, he's a very interesting guy. One of my favorite, not only one of my favorite coaches to watch and to study how he does things, and, and that ridiculously small play sheet that he has, like he folds up three or four different times. I mean, it's just it's unbelievable the, the things that he does, but I love he, he may be the best, uh, you know, pre- or post-game interview in the country as well. I know he uh, has a coaching intrigue, so there are some guys out there who are following, uh, trying to replicate or at least have their own version of what Mike Leach has done. I guess my question to you is because of his success, why don't we see it more? The air raid? I think the air raid we will see more and more. It's because it's just, you know, college football is faster moving than the NFL, but it's still, you know, it still kind of has all this tradition surrounding the game. And, uh, and, and some of these things just don't always catch on um, for good reason. Like, you remember the run and shoot was, was really popular at one point. How long was the option attack? the way to, to, to manage a football team, and how long did it take for some sort of a passing game 
that you know first became the pro set. By the way, doesn't the pro set attack the pro pro style offense kind of look outdated now? And I mean that that ran football for how long? Everybody had to run a pro style offense, and that was a passing offense. I must consider a passing offense. So, um, you know, it just it takes some time for the, these things to to come around. The 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 idea of not running or not having to run the football as your basis um, or and the idea of I don't care the down and distance I'm going to throw the football uh, and I'm going to be wide open and spread everything out and and I'm going to have 12 plays that I'm going to run and it's all based on adjustments with the wide receiver and the quarterback and finding space and that's just you know what that's I don't think it's as easy as people think by the way to, to incorporate an offense like that so it's coming. It's, I think it's going to become more and more popular, um, which brings about an interesting point. And the interesting point is, does, does the Utah philosophy on the defensive side now also have to evolve? Because, you know, the, the old philosophy of we're going to stop the run and we're going to make you one-dimensional, we're going to force you to throw the ball and beat us that way, and we're going to harass, We're going to figure out a way to harass your quarterback. Does that, you know, is that something that as the air raid offense becomes more popular, does that kind of defensive philosophy need to evolve? Frank Dolce with us, our Ute Insider on 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Uh, Frank, let's talk about Utah's run game for a second. And I know we don't know the official status of Zach Moss, but let's assume for a moment that he does not play against Washington State. What did you see from those other guys last week, and how is that running game going to be? I think the running game will be fine. To be completely honest, as you know, as good as Zach Moss is, and by the way, the, the way I feel about Zach Moss is Zach Moss makes Utah's running game elite. All the other guys make Utah's running game really, really good. But Zach Moss is, a, is at a different level. So he makes the running game elite. That's a tough loss. But I don't think the loss of Zach Moss is the biggest concern for this Utah football team, which may or may not be surprising to say. So uh, I think it's, it's tough. It's something that Utah has to overcome. But I think they certainly have the depth of talent and plenty of talent to overcome the loss of, of of Zach Moss. And it comes, you know, not necessarily, there's never a right time for a guy to go down, but, but this is a, this is a Washington state defense that has shown, you know, some susceptibility in the, in the run game on the defensive side and the pass game, as we saw against UCLA last week. So um, I think Utah will be fine in the, in the run game this weekend. Did you watch that Washington State UCLA game? Because I Every did, and, and I was I was just blown away by what was going on in the second half. Every minute. So what were they now? Thirty-two points, thirty-nine points in the yeah. second half 32. in in the third quarter. Yeah. Thirty-two points in the second quarter. Now it will. T- it does tell you something. Well, a couple things maybe. One is you know you, you have to have a defense. I mean, you have to play defense, and that doesn't ever change. But how about turnovers? I mean, how how badly did the turnovers just kill Washington State in that game? Did they have five fumbles in, the, in that game? Something like that. So the turnover margin still a significantly important factor. I didn't think there was any chance that UCLA came out on top in that, in that football game. I didn't think there was any chance at all going into the game. And then when it's the third quarter, I kept thinking, well, am I going to turn this? No, I love college football. I'm just going to keep watching. 
and and I did, and it turned out to be an unbelievable affair. So that they, you know that makes it even more interesting for Utah because Utah certainly matches up with both of those teams this week. Washington State a little later in the year, UCLA and UCLA now has figured out that maybe they have an offensive game plan that puts the points on the board. So it was a fascinating, fascinating game. Frank Dolce with us on 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Uh, Kyle Whittingham talked about the offensive line struggles when he chatted with Hanson Scotty earlier today, and he said that they really were just having problems with one move, the twist up front that the, they were unable to block. What do you think of that diagnosis, and is that something that's easy to fix? Well, I, I think I, I have two thoughts on that. One is I, you know, I, I've had a chance to talk, talk with Hans. If you ever want to, if you ever want to break down offensive or defensive line play to the point where you just try and check out, then, then talk to Hans because he will take you through every intricate detail of it. And Hans says that it wasn't as bad as we thought. It wasn't as bad as it looked. Now, there were certainly plenty of – there was bad play at the offensive line, but maybe maybe not to the degree that we thought. So there's there's a, a slight positive. The, the other side of that is, okay – you couldn't pick up the twist. USC was twisting. Well, you know, there's a blueprint for every other defensive line to twist. But, but the twist is not uncommon. I mean, that's not like – that's not a revolutionary move <laughs> on the defensive line to twist up front. So that has to be a little bit of a concern. Now, I, I'm sure that, that uh, Utah will get those guys coached up and, and ready to go. But to have that – Game four in the season as your conference opener, and that was the issue that you had up front with your offensive line. I think that's a little concerning. So, Frank, if you were going to list in in, in order of uh, greatest need of improvement uh, a handful of things that the Utes have to improve upon, and you've mentioned a couple, but how would you rank them? What is – what, what, what are the most important things that need to happen for this team to fulfill its potential? Uh, number one, defensive secondary. You just, we're, you, Utah's not going to survive if, if they're going to give up that kind of productivity to, to, the, to the other team. So defensive secondary uh, is the first one. And that's explosive plays. I mean, we're talking about – this is an interesting stat, I think. On the same number of completions in the game – So. And in fact, I think USC might have had one less completion in the game. They threw for over 100 yards more in the game. So, so defensive secondary and giving up explosive plays, um, that's number one. You have to figure that out. And by the way, we talked about this a week ago. Utah showed some inadequacy in that area in the first three games, and it was all brushed over because you won the game. Well, now it got exposed, and now you have to take care of it, especially with Washington State coming to town. Number two, offensive line. Tyler Huntley cannot be asked to run the ball 18 times. It's just for his health and for the offensive productivity, it's just, it just doesn't work. I mean, I think you want to have a maybe, maybe 10 times combination of scramble and designed runs for the quarterback, and that's a lot. But he's running 18 times. He was leading carrier on the uh, – not in yardage, but in leading number of carries for the football team. That's just not how that offense is going, to, is going to be successful. Number three, productivity in the passing game. I just mentioned it. Utah's percentage, completion percentage is fantastic. 
They haven't thrown any interceptions. That's amazing. But the number of yards gained through the air, the productivity is not where it needs to be. So they, they're going to have to increase that number, and that means probably getting some explosive plays through the air. You know, I watched Colorado play uh, Arizona State. We watched Washington State and, and UCLA. And in each of those games, not so much in Colorado and Arizona State, there were explosive plays in the past game, and those explosive plays turned the game around, turned, changed the momentum of a game. So, you know what? Lots of defenses will be very happy to have Tyler Huntley throw for 75 or 80% completions five yards downfield and average six yards per pass. I think they would take that all day long. You need more productivity in, in the passing game. So those would be my top three uh, concerns for this, for this Utah football team going into this weekend. Pre-game on Saturday will begin at 6 o'clock, live from the Utah tailgate. And, in fact, uh, Frank, do us a favor. Make sure Hans doesn't eat all of the food, please. You know what? I control, I control what I can control. And that's <laughs> And that is one thing I can't control. Hands and a buffet, that's a, that's a deadly combination. I'm hungry! <laughs> Thank you very much, Frank. Uh, we'll talk to you next week. Hey, by the way, Gordon, man, I, I listen to you guys every week, and you have been on fire this week after the announcement that Utah is is going to negate two games against the rival down south, and so I've enjoyed I've enjoyed your commentary. Not, I'm not saying whether or not I disagree or agree with it, but but I have enjoyed your passion about that rivalry game. All right. Well, thank you, Frank. I appreciate it. Absolutely. That means he disagrees with it. Yeah, but that's all right. (laughs) See, I've never, I've never, and Frank is someone whose opinion I really, really respect, regardless of whether we agree or not. Um, Too many people want everybody to agree. Yeah, absolutely. Agreement is overrated, I think. Don't you? Uh, I agree. I agree. Well, Frank and I differ opinion on the sport of soccer. So, yeah, well, there, there's that. Who's smarter, yeah, Frank or Jake? Frank, oh, Frank by far. <laughs> but who? But wait. But who thinks he's smarter? Uh, well, and I'll, I'll leave it. I'll leave it at that. <laughs> Confidence is very sexy. Hey, we were both smart enough to marry attorneys. How about that? Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Good point. Excellent point. Absolutely. One of these days, I want to find out from you guys. By how much your wives out earn you? Uh, no, I don't think we'll <laughs> we'll be talking about that at all. Uh, thank you, Frank. Catch you next week. All right, guys. Thanks. Appreciate it. See ya, Frank Dolce, our Ute insider here on ninety-seven <laughs> five and twelve eighty The Zone. Frank is one of the best. He is. He's one of a kind. I mean, he really knows what he's talking about and has a great perspective on so many things. As I said, even when we disagree. If Frank says it, I listen to it. We were talking about Mike Leach. I love that anecdote about Gardner Minshew. Yeah. You want to go play third string at Alabama, or you want to lead the, the uh, country in passing? <laughs> and now he's ripping it up for the Jags. Probably the best decision he ever made. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, would he have gotten that opportunity? Well, he, and he's gotten interesting sponsorship opportunities as well That's that, have, true. that have come his Did way. Did he uh, accept that uh, offer from that, uh, that adult... Uh, Website? I have no clue. Hmm. All right.
Well, they were offering him a million dollars. Just to work out in a, what was it, in a jock strap or whatever? Yeah, because isn't he known for that? Yeah, something like that. Or at least a story came out about that. But you want to go to Alabama and play third string, or you want to lead the country in passing. <laughs> and the kid he's got now, Gordon, he's he's leading the country in passing. I mean, it's... where do these guys come from? It really, Mike Leach went to BYU. He did? And he and Matt Harpreet played football in high school. He looked at what Lavelle Edwards and uh, the offensive coordinators there were doing, and he took it all in. He absorbed it all, and he is now sort of replicating that quarterback factory. You know, I, I remember that picture of all the great quarterbacks lined up in a row along the assembly line, and it was just one right after another. And that, I'll be that going if that's not what he's doing at Washington State. That's why I asked Frank, why don't more coaches do that? Well, no coach has been able to do it as well as him, as he has. I mean, with the exception of maybe Lincoln Riley, who's doing some really special things at so, Oklahoma. So then, then this gets back to the age-old question. Is it the quarterback or is it the system? In his case, you can make a real strong argument for the system. But the quarterbacks are really good, too. How many of them have, have gone on to have real success at the NFL level? Well, Luke Falk is trying. Luke Falk's trying. Gardner Minshew is 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 his career is just underway down there at Jacksonville. Yeah. And we'll see. But it, it it's kind of funny when you look at that because they they haven't had a ton of success at the next level when they're outside of the system. That is true. I mean, going back to the days at Texas Tech with uh, Cliff Kingsbury, wasn't he under uh, uh-huh. Mike Leach? Who else was? Well, who the offensive the coordinator at uh, at oh, Graham USC, Harrell? Graham Harrell. He was the one you kind of point out because he, I mean, he threw for zillions of yards at Texas Tech, and everybody kind of wondered how he would do at the next level. And yeah. then, I'm not sure. I think he probably got an NFL opportunity, but I, I can't remember where that took him. Hmm. I, it would be interesting to follow Mike Leach for all the reasons that we've talked about over the last few days. But I wonder if we, if we were up close uh, covering and, and uh, observing whether we would see the – ugly underbelly of the whole thing you know i don't know but he sure seems like a lot of fun want to remind you about diamond airport parking don't take the bus tour at the airport parking lot diamond airport parking offers covered self-parking covered valet parking open valet parking and free 24 7 car to curb shuttle service diamond airport parking used it last week since 1922 just off i-80 and redwood road you do the um do the valet yeah uh, was it nice? It was perfect. We got off the van, and the car was sitting there all warmed up, ready to go. Ready to roll? Yeah. Warmed up? What do you mean? Like the, you needed to put the heat on or something? Well, I mean, I don't know whether it was actually turned on oh, or not, but okay. it was there. The doors were open. The trunk was open. It was all ready to go. All right. Check them on out. We'll have more coming up next on The Big Show, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Jake needs to say. All lawyers are more crooked than Rick Pitino and Bill Self's basketball programs. Oh, hey guys, Jake Scott here. Just letting everybody know that Gordon Monson is the most honest and upheld, respectful person that I know. Couldn't say anything better about a man that I look up to. I think he should say I love the non-sports report. It's my favorite just like Kansas is dust in the wind. <laughs> I'm not saying that about Kansas' dust in the wind. 
Welcome on back live from Wasatch Front. Kia, Kia, Kia. Come see us, 770 West Riverdale Road, right here in Ogden. It's their summer clearance event. Prices couldn't be cooler with up to uh, $4,000 in customer cash on purchases. Or you can get 0% financing for up to 75 months on select 2019 models. They got to go, Gordon, and when that happens... Uh, you know you're going to get a great deal, and uh, you'll always be treated right right up here at Wasatch Front, Kia, Kia, Kia. See, I like this suggestion for me way better from our friend at Shasta Trailer, who says, uh, this is what I should say. I'm recording this because Gordon won on a vague technicality. We all know that what he thought was a woman was Bobby Hatfield's falsetto. Since he was technically correct, I'll be the better man and do it. None of that, that should be none, it. None of, none of that is true. And you're just going to make it worse and worse on yourself. Right on the money. Well, you are such trailer. a baby about this whole thing. He's wrong. He's wrong. That's exactly that what happened not. yesterday. That is I, exactly I what happened. I heard a woman's voice on more than one occasion. So maybe if that is even, if any part of that is even true, the other part is true as well because I heard a woman's voice. So if you're just joining us or didn't didn't catch the show yesterday, Gordon and I made a ridiculous bet over the song You've Lost That Love and Feeling. I lost on a vague technicality, and it's I'm the true. better person and will do it today. This is, yes. you, just, you just suck the fun right out of this whole thing. Good. It's terrible. Good. I hate that we even do this anymore. It's not even fun because you're sitting over there crying like a baby. How about they, Austin? How about if we have uh, Jake say, uh, "I'm impossible to underestimate." <laughs> nah. It doesn't really roll. Uh, we do have Bob Seeger tickets on the line for the best one submitted, though. So feel I've, free. I've looked up the best insults online, so I'm looking for something. <laughs> Jake really? doesn't like to be inaccurate. We should think about something that makes him sound inaccurate. <sighs> I okay. okay. I don't like that either. Well, you I don't get, like we, any of this. We get that every day, so how's nope. that going to be different? But, uh, <laughs> hey, hey. Uh, so, so you can tweet him at us, at Jake Scott's own, at Gordon Monson, at Austin Horton. You can do it on the open mic. Like We just had some <laughs> suggestions there. How about uh, this one? Okay. Uh, anyone who has ever said to me that they loved me was wrong. <laughs> Now we're getting cruel. Well, now I want Austin to pull all of these suggestions in your <laughs> Oh, I'm place. on it. <laughs> oh, man. That's unfair. Yeah. Uh, that's unfair. That Show me the against, rule book. That goes against the, <laughs> the, the Geneva Convention. <laughs> I'll, uh, I'll concede you on that one. That's probably not fair. What about if you said uh, it's actually never Lloyd's fault? <laughs> it's actually always mine and never Lloyd's fault. Uh, no, I don't like that either. I don't like any <laughs> yeah, of Yeah, it made my skin crawl. A little bit, right? Uh, just a little bit. But come visit us at Wasatch Front, Kia, Kia, Kia. Gordon, let me ask you this real quick, and and um, we'll maybe we'll revisit this a little later on in the show. But as far as the Toledo game with BYU, where do you rank it on difficulty with the teams that BYU has left? Uh, you know, that's a really good question. I would uh, I would put Utah State in front of Boise State in front, and I might put. I might put San Diego State in front, but I'm not 100% sure because we just saw Toledo beat Colorado State, and I don't know how good Colorado State is. But uh, The backup quarterback at Colorado State, too, and they didn't exactly thump them. I heard Hans talking about that today. Yeah. 
was it 41 to 35? So I, I, would, I would probably agree with you in the hierarchy of what they've got left. Certainly leaps and bounds above, you know, Liberty, UMass, and the yes. like. But yeah. I'm with you. We saw Utah, uh, I would say Utah State, Boise State. You know, one, two there, mm-hmm. uh, depending on, you know, we'll, we'll see, obviously, when those two teams play each other. And then San Diego State, we just saw the Aggies beat them, so you got to put Utah State ahead of San Diego State. Mm-hmm. But I, I still think that defense, Rocky Long's defense is really, really good. So I, I'm with you. I think this is probably the easiest of those kind of games. But but still not not uh, Certainly a, not a, a gimme. No, and we've said that because so many people, when they think of Toledo – uh, we had we had the play by play guy on the other day. What was his name again? Do you Yesterday, yeah. and uh, let me see, uh, Brent <laughs> Balbinot. Yes, and Brent essentially said when people think of Toledo, they think uh, kind of whoop de doo, you know. But they are much better than what your impression might be. And uh, pick to at least contend for the MAC title, if not win it out. And they darn near beat the the Cougars a couple of years ago uh, in in Provo. So uh, going on the road out there. Uh, that would be an embarrassing loss for, for BYU, but not as bad as it seems. I was going to say, I don't know how embarrassing it would be. I think Toledo's good. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's the exact opposite of Tennessee this year. Tennessee is a marquee program with a big name. And you think a victory over Tennessee, that's a big, big deal. Uh, this is at the other end of that, where as they don't have the marquee name, but they are better at what they do than right. anybody suspects. And so it's kind of the frick and the frack of the whole thing. They're better than their brand. Right. Right. And for BYU, it is best to to play the teams that have the marquee names in years when they're not nearly as good. Because then they can claim a victory over that marquee program, but in a year that wasn't all that stellar for them. Uh, and this is, like I said, the exact opposite. So they're going to have their hands full, I believe. I don't. Have you seen a line on that game? Uh, I think it's like two and a half. I can. Yeah. So check. I mean, you can you can go either way when it's uh, when it's that tight. So uh, I don't know. I mean, Italy. Uh, you know, I I consider this game interesting. Oh yeah, I agree. And how the styles match up. I mean, at times. BYU has been pretty good against the run. I think Toledo is going to want to, to, to run a lot. Well, BYU is averaging, giving, yielding 216 yards a game on the ground. And so I'm expecting Toledo to exploit that. Well, I mean, I, I guess that's why I said at times. Okay. <laughs> but you know what I'm saying, that, that this is something that BYU, I'm sure, is very cognizant of heading into, uh, into uh, Toledo. And uh, they're going to have to shore that up because that running back they have, didn't he gain 219 yards in their last game? He did. And uh, they've had a couple of running backs who, who've been effective. Uh, but then they passed the ball for a little more against Murray State. So, okay. uh, But they're certainly a run-first team. They're not necessarily 50-50. Yeah. And if uh, I know comparative scores really don't matter and how a team matches up against another team. But I have to consider Colorado State. I I think their defense isn't as good as it once was. Remember when Sonny Lubick was there? And Colorado State was good there. Yeah, had that they were run. playing tough defense back in the day. And he changed the uniforms for to, to gain some pride in the product uh, there. But uh, Colorado State, I think, is a respectable team that uh, you might be able to draw some comparisons with BYU. 
And if they lost to the Rockets, then, uh, yeah, the you better pay attention to that or else they're going to have another L hung on them. All right, it is the big show. Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, live from Wasatch Front, Kia, Kia, Kia. Come visit us, 770 West Riverdale Road. It's their summer clearance event. We still have some jazz gear left to give away if you want to come on in and claim it. Uh, they have uh, great deals with uh, customer cash and 0%. We'll talk more about it straight ahead. The Not Sports Report is right around the corner. David Locke will be on the show at the top of the 5 o'clock hour. Josh Parcell, our National College fo- Football Insider, joins us at 530. Big show, Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. This is Tony Parks and Austin Horton. From CBS Sports, he joins us every week. Brian Jones. USC has a 2-0 start in the conference season. They have the tiebreaker over the Utes at this point. Is Utah still your pick to win the South? I think that's got to change. you got to see USC fall. Uh, well, they need to lose at least two now for Utah to get back in this thing. Anything can happen. I think Washington can get USC this weekend. There's no way USC should have won that ballgame. They weren't able to run the Rock until they needed to run the Rock late in the ballgame versus Utah. They got the victory. You tip your cap to them. That was a hell of a bounce back for them after what occurred versus BYU. But I think they fall to this weekend, and Utah can get right back into this thing. Tony Parks and Austin Horton. Weekdays from 10 to noon on 97.5, 1280 The Zone in the Zone Sports Network. Check this out. And now your not sports report on 97.5, 1280 The Zone. And the Zone Sports Network. I am not reading that one. I am not doing that one. That was that one is way over the line. Way over the line. We have found some really good material for you to repeat but uh not even i will uh will go there <laughs> it's way too much yeah. uh we're live it's the big show gordon monson jake scott from wasatch front kia 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 770 west riverdale road come visit us uh we've got plenty of jazz gear left for you also remember you can lease the uh all new 2020 all-wheel drive kia telluride lx they're very popular only 349 per month for 24 months right now it is time for the not sports report We've had several uh, suggestions that I say something endorsing the Not Sports Report, but uh, we do it every day at this time. Where are we going today, Gordo? We're going to Paris. You ever been to Paris? I've never. I'd love to go. Never oh, been to Europe. Yeah. I, oh, that's right. Uh, get over there. Paris, I've never been to. No? Mm-mm. I hear conflicting reports on Paris. Some people rave about it, and other people say overrated. Well, I'd love to go to the Louvre. Yeah, you could spend a week there, I yeah. think. But anyway, Paris it is. And, uh, okay, let me just give you the details of this story. Apparently, a Swiss man went missing at the Disneyland Paris uh, amusement park. And uh, he was allegedly under the influence of LSD. And so he disappeared. He fell into a lake. And he disappeared, and nobody knew where he was. And so get a load of this. They got 130 people. I mean, let me get this, the details. 30 firefighters, 10 divers, 10 policemen, and 80 Disneyland Paris employees, and a police helicopter with a thermal imaging camera looking for the guy. 
Jeez, they pulled out all the stops. They sure did, and he he fell into this man-made lake near Pirates Beach in Adventureland there. And uh, initial reports came back that the man had been found on the bank of the lake. Uh, he disappeared the night before, like Friday night, right before the park closed. And uh, initial reports said he was found at 12.30 a.m. Saturday morning. Uh, a follow-up story, however, uh, reported that he had been found naked about a mile from the theme park at 1 a.m. And this is a quote. Uh, he was walking in the middle of the road. He did not have a centimeter of cloth on him. And he walked barefoot. That's what the driver said who picked him up to uh, get him uh, into the car and back to to get some help. Now... If you're buck naked and you're walking around and you have 130 people looking for you, <laughs> that would be somewhat embarrassing, would it not? There's a lot about this story. Well, first of all, if he's found by a lake, I'd be really lucky to be alive, right? I mean, there's all sorts of things that can happen. Well, Second I don't know what happened. What happens? Uh, apparently, uh, somehow he, he had uh, taken some LSD. And when you do somehow, that, if you're, I don't know if someone gave it to him or he took it, whatever. But if you're under the influence of the hallucinogen like that, and you fall into a lake, can you swim? I don't, I don't know. Never partaken of uh, that particular drug myself. I heard you can leap tall buildings. I, I don't know. I, I would imagine like being impaired and in any sort of swimming situation is probably not the best idea in the world, right? Uh, yeah. And then second of all, the the thing, the, this guy's walking naked along the road and somebody picked him up? <laughs> I mean, if it's the a mi- naked man. <laughs> if it's the middle of the night, Gordon, you're you're rolling down the road and you see some naked bro, are, are you, you picking, the, are you picking that guy up? Well, probably not. No, I'm not picking, I'm not up. I'm not <laughs> hey, picking pal, that guy up. Hey, pal, settle up. Well, it's over in Europe. They're a little more open about these. (laughs) I think so. If a man looked like he was in need, wouldn't you? you, uh, You're just bustling straight on by. Hey, you're on your own, buddy. I don't make a habit of picking up strangers to begin with, let alone picking up strangers in the middle of the night, let alone picking up naked strangers (laughs) in the middle of the night. That just doesn't sound like something that would be good for me personally. I I guess one of my questions is how do you get naked? Uh, the old-fashioned way? <laughs> what happened to his clothes? I don't know. <laughs> what, I mean... Well, and, and maybe we're missing the, the most obvious. Like, if, if you're taking LSD, does Disneyland really sound like someplace you want to go? <laughs> it's a small world know. might be better. <laughs> I feel like I am on LSD when I'm in a small world over and over. It's a small world over There's and over and over again. I've never done drugs, but uh, I imagine that uh, that that might uh, change the experience. Have you uh, have you ever seen the movie um, Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas? No, I haven't. I've based, heard of based it. on Hunter S. Thompson or whatever. Yeah. Well, there's a scene in that movie, and realizing that movie and reality aren't always the same, but they take uh, that particular drug and go to uh, Circus Circus. And at least in the movie, it it certainly did not look like all that much fun. I can't imagine. <laughs> I can't imagine going to Disneyland in that kind of condition would be really a whole yeah. lot of fun. That's yeah. that that I don't know. Wouldn't Plus, you know, you're around kids. I mean, that, that's right. completely inappropriate. Right. It's a child's area. <laughs> this whole Captain Hook ship and the Skull Rock. It's completely, completely inappropriate. So, 
he would have had a whole lot more fun if he just stayed completely clean, right? <laughs> hey, mister, you look like you need a ride. <laughs> Buckle up, please. Well, let me repeat this. 30 firefighters, 10 divers, 10 policemen, and 80 Disneyland employees, and a police helicopter are searching for this guy. And he's found a mile away, completely outside the park? How did he get out there? <laughs> have to jump the fence? <laughs> Naked? There's all kinds of perils there. I, I don't know. Hey, mister, I know you haven't uh, stuck out your thumb. But <laughs> and something else sticking out there. Okay. Wow. Why? Nah. Why? That wasn't necessary at all. Why did you do that? Did you dump that on us? Should I? I'll do it now. <laughs> uh, all right. Now I dumped it, and now you, there's no delay. So please behave. Coming up next, David Locke is going to join the show. It's just bizarre. It's, it's just bizarre what people do to themselves and subject I'm themselves I'm begging you, to. please. We're not on delay. We're up here at Wasatch Front Kia, Kia, Kia. Join us, 770 West, Riverdale Road. We still have jazz gear for you uh, to give away. Plus, it's the summer clearance event. Prices could not be better. Up to $4,000 in customer cash on purchases or get 0% financing for up to 75 months on select 2019 models. Uh, models. The staff here, Gordon, uh, can't Terrific. be beat. They'll Terrific. they'll take great care of you, and they've got amazing vehicles. So you put it well earlier in the show for pretty much any circumstance. Yeah, something for everybody. And, uh, uh-oh, should we go to break because Chester's coming in? Coming up next, David Locke. Stay tuned, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone.